Good morning. If you'll turn with me in your Bibles to the book of John, uh, I'd love for us to take a look at John chapter 10, verses 1 through 18. It is on page 1140 in your pew Bibles, and it says this, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A shepherd, a stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used when he was with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they might have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. He who is hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me, because I lay down my life that I might may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have the authority to lay it down, and I have the authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. This is the word of the Lord. Lord, I ask that you'd speak to us this morning. Minister to our uh, often scared hearts. and Gather us together and give us hope and peace. In the name of Jesus, amen. Let me address the 500-pound gorilla in the room. We live in chaotic times. I feel like I went to bed on March the 10th and woke up to a very different world on March the 11th. I feel like everything literally turned upside down overnight. Pretty much every professional sport league has canceled except for NASCAR because America high schools and college campuses are suspending in-person classes and moving to all online classes my heart hurts for those who have who would have walked the stage of WT celebrating their graduation because that's been canceled. 
wildlife and young life have temporary, temporarily canceled clubs across the entirety of our country. Past generations told stories of runs on banks. My generation will tell the story of a run on toilet paper and hand sanitizing wipes. I heard that Sam received a shipment of sanitizing wipes and were sold out seven minutes later. Conversations have been had at levels well above me on what to do with church services and school attendance and large event venues. Conversations have taken place in rooms that I may never walk in on what to do as a state, on what to do in large cities, on what to do in small towns. The coronavirus is a pandemic. And it seems like that's all we hear about on the news, in our social media feed. And then God in his infinite wisdom and divine sense of humor places me, the leader of a local middle school ministry, to be a dispenser of hope on this particular Sunday. I won't lie. God and I had a conversation about the wisdom of that move. I mean, I'm not a doctor. I I really can't tell you other than washing your hands the best practices to keep you safe during this pandemic. I'm not an economist. I, I, I can't ease your fears about what could be turbulent economic times ahead. I'm not a civic leader that could inform you of your state or city or country's efforts to keep you safe. I have zero connection to the toilet paper industry and can't tell you when the shelves will be fully stocked again. And while I lead a middle school ministry, I'm not a pastor in the traditional sense of the word. Truth be told, I'm just a sheep. Thankfully, I'm just a sheep. Because sheep don't have to have it all figured out let's face it we are all just sheep I believe that God in his divine providence wanted to remind us today that we don't have to have it all figured out because the truth is I am not the good shepherd as much as I love the pastoral staff of this church, they are not the good shepherd. You are not the good shepherd. The news, obviously, is not the good shepherd. We're just sheep. In the middle of our chaos, we don't have to have all the answers because, again, thankfully, we are just sheep. Our New New Testament passage this morning is a great reminder that we are just sheep, but it's an even better reminder that we have a good shepherd who is also the door. My hope this morning is as we discover together more about our good shepherd, more about the door, that we would leave here with the peace of God that surpasses all understanding to guard our hearts and our minds in these crazy times that we live in. As I read the passage, I began to explore and, and, and see what it meant that Jesus was my good shepherd. And the very first thing I noticed was that because Jesus is my good shepherd, he knows me intimately 
and personally. I was reading and it says, the good shepherd calls his sheep by name. And I thought, that's amazing. To me, every sheep looks the same. They all look the same. But the good shepherd can tell the difference between one sheep and another sheep. And he calls them individually by name. I find that amazing because I don't even know what name I would give a sheep except for maybe Bob. I find that amazing. I think of my mother who had five children. And she would get flustered sometimes and want to call me. And she would call me by every other child's name before she got to my... Sammy, get John, Joe, get... uh, You. There are still moments when my mother calls me by my sister's name. But the good shepherd doesn't have that problem. The good shepherd knows his sheep intimately and personally. I love the beauty of that intimate relationship that's pictured right there. I love the beauty that the great God of the universe, my Savior, knows me personally and intimately, that he knows my name. Guess what? I'm pretty sure that our President Trump doesn't know Orlando by name. I'm almost positive that people at the highest levels in this world if you mentioned Orlando Lopez to them, they'd say, who? But should you whisper my name before the good shepherd? He'd say, I know exactly who you're talking about. And that gives me peace and that gives me comfort because he knows me personally, intimately, and fully. I love this picture that we often see of shepherds. Did we happen to have that picture? Can we post that picture? There we go. I love that. There's an intimacy about that photo that we see of shepherds carrying their sheep close to them. Maybe it's a sheep that has been hurt. Maybe it's a sheep that is sick. Maybe it's a sheep that has, tro- that has started to stray and he wants to remind that sheep, this is where you need to be, right next to me. But I love the beauty and the personal intimacy of what it means that I have a good shepherd. He knows me. He knows my fears. He knows everything about me. And in these turbulent times, I need that. I need him to know when I'm scared and when I'm worried. Luke 12, 7 reminds us that he knows us this intimately. That he knows the number of hairs on our head. I know you're looking at me saying, that's easy. But it's just a wonderful reminder that he knows everything about me. He knows my fears. He knows my worries. He knows what lies ahead. He knows the best things about me. And he knows the worst things about me. And you know what? He still loves me anyway. I love Psalm 23. And we'll be referencing Psalm 23 quite a few times this morning. But it says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because my good shepherd, who knows me personally and intimately, is with 
me and knows me. Even in the darkest days, he's right by our side. I don't know all of you well. I don't know many of you intimately and fully, but thankfully I'm just a sheep. Our good shepherd knows us personally and intimately and fully. As I continued reading, uh, I, I found it amazing that it talks about the good shepherd going on ahead. We're, we're, we're in Texas. And uh, we know how to move cattle. When you move cattle, you get behind them and you push them. That's why it's called a cattle what? Drive. You drive cattle. But you don't drive sheep. You don't get behind sheep and push them. The scriptures picture it perfectly. He walks ahead and he leads the sheep. You lead sheep. Sheep are natural followers. You get one sheep going the right way and all the other sheep are like, that is a great idea. Let's do that. And they follow, follow, follow. And I'm reminded in these moments that that is who our good shepherd is. Our good shepherd isn't behind us, pushing us. Our good shepherd goes before us and leads us. I find solace in that. Because guess what? As a sheep, I don't go anywhere that my good shepherd hasn't already been. Because he leads, he goes ahead. I don't walk into a room that my good shepherd hasn't already walked into. I don't walk into a situation as chaotic as it might be that my good shepherd hasn't already gone ahead in. He goes before us, before us, before us. And our job is just simply to follow the good shepherd who leads. And he is an amazing leader. We might not be amazing followers, but he is an amazing leader. Again, as we look at Psalm 23, he leads me, he shows me where the green pastures are. I need that as a sheep. I need that nourishment. He leads me beside still waters. Do you see where he's taking us? He restores my soul. He leads me in righteous paths. He's a great leader, but we aren't always great followers because the very next section says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Every once in a while, sheep are great followers, but if a sheep gets distracted, he might wander off and take himself into very dangerous territories. And this is the moment when the shepherd says, you know what, now let me go find that one sheep and bring him back to the fold that I might lead him in the right paths. He's a great follower, green pastures, still water, righteous paths. And I'm a terrible follower because I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Understand me very clearly. I am not saying that you will never experience difficult times with Christ as your good shepherd. What I am saying is you don't have to fear in those difficult times. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. 
What does tomorrow hold? I don't know. But thankfully, I'm just a sheep. Our good shepherd goes ahead and leads the way. He's already been this way before. While I woke up on March 11th, surprised by the turn of events in our country and in the world, it seems, none of that surprised our good shepherd because he leads the way. Our good shepherd knows us intimately and personally and fully. Our good shepherd leads the way. And then there's this little shift. And the the I am statement is I am the good shepherd. And then we get this little two for one special that I get to preach on this morning. He's not just the good shepherd. He says I am what? The door. I am the door. And I love that. I love the fact that he is the door. And, and the picture is this. Many times they would have a common sheep pen that they would bring all their sheep, which is why the sheep would need to know their shepherd's voice because in the morning as he was taking them out to pasture, the shepherd would come in and call his sheep. That's what was mentioned at the beginning. He would call his sheep by name and lead them out. But the door was an open way And in the nighttime, when shepherds would bring their sheep into those pens, the shepherd himself would lay right at the door to the sheep pen, literally laying down at the entrance. Why would he do that? He'd do that for a couple of reasons. He'd do that because it would not allow predators to come into the pen. He made himself the door to stop predators from coming in. He also makes himself the door so that sheep don't wander out in the middle of the night because to go out, they'd have to go over him and then he would be well aware of the fact that they were leaving. And as I looked at all of that, the fact that he stops predators from coming in and he stops sheep from roaming aimlessly out, I was reminded that he, Jesus Christ, the good shepherd, is the door who is our protection. Again, Psalm 23, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and staff comfort me. As I begin to look at what that rod is, that rod is a piece that a shepherd would use for protection. It's a big stick. And you get some wild animal coming towards your sheep, and guess what? You become a home run hitter. And that rod brings protection. I'm not going to lie. I need that assurance of protection today more than ever. I need to know that He is the door. And he provides protection for me. I can remember one of the things that has stuck in my mind, one of the very first things that I ever heard Murray say, that I ever remember hearing Murray say, was nothing comes into our life that has not been filtered through God's ever-loving fingers. 
That's him serving as the door. That's him serving as my protection. Again, I want you to hear me clearly because he's our protector does not mean that we can guarantee that we will never experience harm. It doesn't somehow make you magically immune to the harsh realities of this world. But even in the midst of the valley of the shadow of death, you don't have to fear because you walk hand in hand with the good shepherd who is the door. Thankfully, you don't walk hand in hand with Orlando because Orlando has many phobias that we don't even want to talk. I'm afraid of heights. I'm afraid of closed spaces. I'm afraid of loud sounds. But I'm not your protector. I'm just a sheep. And thankfully, Jesus Christ is the door who offers protection to each and every one of us. I could go on and on. There's so many wonderful, beautiful things to pull from this scripture. It is, it is a treasure trove that helps us understand who Christ is. But the very last one that I, I pulled out, I was reminded that as the good shepherd, he lays down his life for the sheep. Now, I don't want you to run past that too quickly. Because sometimes I think we're afraid to remember that our good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. We love the hallelujah chorus of Easter morning, but sometimes it's difficult and uncomfortable to sit down through the mournful songs of Good Friday. There is no resurrection celebration without the grief of his death. I think we want to run to Easter very quickly. And I love Easter, don't get me wrong. Easter is a celebration of his divinity and of his triumph and of his power over sin and death and hell and the grave. I love Easter. Easter reminds me that he is the great God above all gods, that there is no one like him. In him is life. I love Easter. But there's also something special about the fact that he lays down his life. Because while Easter is a celebration of his divinity, if you really think about it, when he hung on the cross, it was a celebration of his love because he hung on the cross not because of his sinful thoughts and deeds but because of mine what held him to the cross weren't nails in his hands and his feet what held him to the cross was his great love for me that's why he says no one takes my life I lay it down no one's forcing me to do any of this I lay my life down out of love for you your good shepherd has laid his life down out of his great love for you sit with that for a minute Lent is a season of reflection 
I think it needs to be a season of reflection of what his love is like. As you walk through Lent, reflect on the fact that you have a good shepherd that loved you so much that he laid his life down for you so that he would never have to live without you. My prayer is that that thought would give you hope. I haven't laid my life down for you, but I'm just a sheep. But the good shepherd laid his life down for you. Jesus is our good shepherd. Jesus is the door. He knows us fully and intimately and personally and loves us anyway. He guides us into the places that he has gone before. He is our protection. Even laying down his own life. In the midst of the chaos of our day, may the knowledge that he is our good shepherd give us hope and peace. He has all the answers that we're looking for, thankfully, because we're just sheep. Lord, thank you that you are the good shepherd. Thank you for your love extended to us in a personal and real way. You love us personally and individually and fully. Lord, thank you that you are our leader, the one who guides us to green pastures. Thank you that in the midst of this scary world, you are our protection. But more than anything, thank you that you showed us your great love when you willingly laid down your life for us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.